1: The defense Griff. are you can actually better question are you concerned about how many yards they gave up or you know uh
2: it was it was definitely like okay they only gave up 16 points it was definitely a mixed game in terms of how they off the defense actually played um and it should be said though like oh they had fumbles in the end zone but then also like how they got into the into the red zone was you could play the if and but game both ways um, so I feel like the points were actually a true reflection of how the defense played overall. Uh, but yeah, so they had some significant issues defending like the slide route and flat routes off of play action. Um, and that was like either the, that was the, um, like the, the edge force either overrunning, um, or it was even if that guy was the, the flat, the flat defender, the edge guy, because remember when they were bare, bear. Which they were, especially in the first quarter. Um, it's uh, one guy's dropping, one guy's rushing, but but even still, they still have boot responsibilities. They were just overrunning it, um, and so they were getting uh, they're getting a lot of free yardage down there. They did a fine job defending the second level at play action. So between the linebackers and the nailing down safeties, they were fine there. Um, so it was like flat issues and then screens again. Although they they only gave up five point eight yards play against denver's i think five screens um and only three of them went for were considered a success where it generates positive epa actually i don't know if the screens are that much of an issue as they felt like on broadcast because some of them happen on like third and long where they they would gladly invite a screen right um some of them you know were definitely they got them and Russ executed them well, like he was, you know, getting the ball out, like just inches over Cody Barton or like just squeezing it, you know, just inches around the alignment, right? So kind of squeaky stuff like that. Um, but then beyond that, most of the yardage they gave up was like out of structure stuff or like the the Judy play um, against Kobe Bryant. I felt like they defended Seattle's structure. I felt like defended Bronco, the Denver structure more more often than not in the actual drop back game um they defended the fade ball really well even if they got flagged for a penalty on that it was just because it was only a penalty because it was underthrown, in my opinion on that one Yep. but i think they they held to the principles they were trying to they just need to seriously clean up their issues in the flat and of course the run defense early on um
1: yeah the the run defense early on i attribute that to like rust and um yeah mainly just rust like they weren't crack replacing as quick as they could have done. Uh, they weren't they weren't setting the edge as well as they could. It's just like early stuff, and and the, like Denver didn't really change what they were doing. Seattle just played like executed better. Uh, the flat issue you're talking about was tricky because it's what we're talking about. Like their base call is tight will six, right? So that is quarters. Oh, I've, I've drawn it wrong. <laughs> Hold on. It's, literally as simple as this though so it's quarters to the strength which is this tight end here and then cover two away so a deep half right and so what was happening is either the way they managed to wind it back into the flat they were they were causing issues by like running guys off and 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 basically it comes down to them being sure of like whose job it was but like what i found was the real issue was when they they showed run away right so like everyone's blocking this way Mm -hmm. like a run weak thing and then the fullback winds back because then it's a case of the corner's been run off And then who has this flat route? Well, it should be this defensive end, but Doward Taylor didn't do that at the start. He was mm. going straight for Russell on the boot. And they kind of cleaned it up a bit more. So that it's just a thing of cleaning up. Like I, I don't I don't think it's a... but it is also like Denver was intelligent. The other thing I'd say is they were very simple in their calls. I'd say they had about 10 calls on the day. Yeah. They had tight wheel six. They had tight saw, so this is title six, so court quarters to the strength, uh, half away. Then saw is the same front, but it's fire zone, so five guys going at the line of scrimmage. Then they play three deep, three under underneath it, so cover three. So,
2: mm-hmm. and I think. Not to cut you off, I think part of the reason why they were so simple is because they they called like a large part of their coverage menu, their call menu, because they didn't want to give a lot of single high looks to Russ. So that just meant they had to live more in their two high looks. So beyond that, there wasn't a lot of reason to.
1: Well, yeah, part, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh,
2: like Denver was simple too, so they were in essence matching.
1: Yes, yeah, Seattle basically had like a fire zone, a middle field open. base and then a fire zone two fire zones for like passing downs and then like three middle field opens
2: um and and
1: one middle field closed like very very simple uh but but it worked like and and the encouraging thing is the half quarter quarter stuff and the quarter quarter half stuff like we knew russ wasn't good against that but he wasn't good against that like he struggled with that
2: yeah, I mean, he only got production against it again with what we said. It was like under center play action stuff in the flat, which the, the reason why they were, I think, spending so much time in under center was because like they weren't trying to challenge anything over the middle of the field with it. So they were trying to force base personnel to isolate quarter flat defenders. Uh, they're just essentially playing cheese ball, small ball stuff in the flat. And then when it was time to go drop back, when they were in gun, Like they, they got very little in structure. It was, it was all screens and scramble drill and, and Russ did get some product. I mean, he, he did produce in, in that area, um, which is, it's, it's like very, it's, it's very Russ. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, now a lot of, one of the themes here was, oh, so someone asks what's with the four man fronts. So that's the whole part of them trying to stay trying to stay balanced right so or not balanced trying to stay aggressive um if you want to live in a too high world you're taking a guy out of the box so you are trying to counteract that by playing bear to help defend the run but then that hurts your pass rush which if the pass rush is so bad when in bear then that hurts your coverage and it's like what's the point here so then you try all right four man front paired with too high so that we can have pass rush but then can we defend the run well enough in it um so that would be the test moving forward if they can continue to do that. I think that did benefit them because while well, the pass rush was not great or even say good, it, it still impacted, um, especially in, in the toward the end of the game. I thought Taylor and, and well mostly and was pretty steady throughout. Uh, but I thought Taylor really started to heat up. He was getting held a lot. Uh, but it, it's to give the edge rushers angles so that they can stay um sound. Um yeah, and we'll have to see how they do defending the run in that as they go forward. But a lot of their main issues defending the run came ironically when they're embarrassed—just those outside runs and the kind of losing, losing, um, you know, edge force and stuff, um, and getting poor angles. Um,
1: yeah. So just real quick, that's that's their cover like eight, what they call. So halves to the strength. There's three guys here. So he's cover two to the strength with his nickel vertical match like they did last year. So he matches this two-receiver high and inside, basically stopping him from getting to this open middle of the field. Then we've got quarters on the backside. So we've got this this guy and this guy. And why it works against Russ is Russ ain't going to throw the honey hole shot that often, especially against this kind of look. He was looking a lot of the time at the backside cover, the cover four stuff, um, and he experienced Uh, similar difficulties to what he has done against the Rams because obviously they've run this as
2: well so okay so this has to be talked about like you just said he he got a couple of those looks whether it was against the fire zone or the quarter side right when when they spun to a fire zone yeah and Sutton couldn't get anything down the sideline and that was because of Tariq Woolen like woolen locked him up on 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 the fade ball and the go ball so that that's huge I mean that's that's like because what did we talk about and then the In the preview episode, we were like, "That feels like it'll be the main principle." Now, they only the Denver Broncos, the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos, only scored sixteen points. And
1: and and Griff, Mike Mike Jackson as well, albeit from off coverage, not press, but Mike Jackson was over the top of Cortland Sutton when he got tested in the quarter.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers—whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Like mm-hmm. when,
1: so what? Mike Jackson—he he stays high and inside. Russ looks at him, He's like. Nah, I'm not I'm not throwing that cuz cuz that's really good coverage. And and Woolen, oh my word, like watching the tape back, you realize how often he was actually just pressed up on guys and how often he was on an island? Well, figuratively, not not figuratively. Kind of, cuz it is still you still do have your quarters help here. But even when it's trips like this, a lot of the times they'll actually poach this guy here, free this linebacker just to play up in here and then this is a pure one-on-one up here oh no not with him with him right as a pure one-on-one and woolen woolen was in those situations and was fine like he had the two defensive pass interference penalties the first one's really ticky tacky but other than that whoa he was good and just the athletic ceiling like he's undercutting dig roots from press quarters like easily like the athletic ceiling is nuts and he, and, he, and he, the technique is there and he didn't get upset like early article upset if i give up two defense passing defense penalties but just resets comes out there balls out you know
2: there there's another one where they're running a they're running a uh, comeback on him and he's a little high on it and they get underneath him and he baseball turns and spins back to it and doesn't lose a yard of separation and like just soaks, like just like magnetizes right back to the receiver. And I'm just like, wow, that's that's crazy movement skills. Um, you know, see, I mean, he didn't have a Jalen Ramsey three come, but he had a good three come for his height, weight, speed, uh, and length. It's just insanity. Um, now, the, the one thing I think that the, as encouraging as like Tariq was and Mike Jackson was, I even thought Coleman actually played a pretty good game playing his roles his roles in his new rule and his oh my god playing <laughs> rules in his new role you got it oh uh, there we go i did it uh we, we saw some of like the learning curve that's going to have to undergo that can only happen with experience with like the cloud corner and the vertical hook exchanging like in breakers and out breakers with one another like that's something well i didn't take it for granted i I, uh, I yelled it from the rooftops but that was just something that i think is easier to take for granted because Ugo Amadi and whoever the corners were last year, well, DJ Reed and then Trey Brown and then Sidney Jones, when he was healthy, like they had such great chemistry and they were just not giving offenses anything with combination patterns to the cover two side. And and Russ, on one of them, he was a scramble, but he it was still staying, like he was still reading out the play on the scramble, it wasn't like from the pocket. Um and then like so Tariq squeezes the inbreaker as a cloud and then sure enough the outbreaker goes over top of him and then the scramble drill pulls him even further out and then they get the the free the the free gainer um out to the uh out to the edge of the sideline but like I could just think well if that was DJ Reed and Ugo Ugo doesn't overrun number 2 he passes it off and then calmly falls off to the number 1 and then DJ Reed easily falls off number 1 and yeah. then and then kind of sails underneath that number two, and there's there's mm. nothing there. So as as talented as Tariq is, that's just like something they're going to have to build up, right? Like that's that's kind of what they sign themselves up for when they let Ugo go and they let DJ Reed go, right? Yeah,
1: I actually do think as well, like in terms of just the nickel conversation, like Coleman looked like very much on the athletic edge. Like I think Bryant had a tough rep where he's one-on-one, they are clever in that they target it away from where Seattle was rotating high, so like the the middle field safety is not really going to be able to help uh, on on how quick the ball came out. But like I think Bryant's athletic upside and like just being you know fresher, I think he'll get an opportunity to come back in and, and compete with Coleman because Coleman look like there's a few times where I'm like oh he's like. <laughs> You know his first game of the season he's like struggling to step stay in step for step with this guy and he's a nickel right so yeah. but in a lot I of mean, this stuff is it's all about like mixing up the calls enough
2: yeah um the, the, there is one where he played like a weird technique i think he thought they were maybe he was, looked like he was buzzing but they were too high maybe he thought the call was a fire zone and he was supposed to get underneath the comeback granted you are playing against russell wilson so a lot of perimeter throws, right? Yeah. So that maybe that made sense, but then that was the one where Judy just like, okay, I'll just run inward, and it's turned into like a diamond slant kind of looking thing, even though it wasn't a slant. And then Judy's screaming across the field on one of those plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, do you remember that one? Um, or, or just Coleman, like even on the broadcast, it looked like a really weird drop. The, the,
1: the Judy play, yeah, because it's a fire zone, so he's the seam curl flat player. Yeah, he's holding off the seam curl flat, but like he's so slow getting like, and they are trying to hold it off for a bit of disguise purposes. But then also he's like way, he, he then like second guesses it into like Judy breaking outside. Um, Like that's what I mean by being on the athletic edge. Cause then he gets beat like way into the low yeah. hole where there's no one. Cause I think they had to push to the other side with a fast three. Yeah. So Honestly,
2: I really, I'm I, I, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, just, just um definitely a bit open still, even if, kobe only played one other snap than the play got yeah. beat on i think i feel like you know they're just settling I, him down wish, and go again
2: i wish it was the reverse i wish it was coleman and man just to see what his because i feel like that's just what he's more comfortable with and kobe seemed more promising as a nickel for zone purposes i know like this is the whole you know topic of discussion with ugo was that when he's out there you know you're calling zone right so you don't want to become predictable but i hope that because this was a game where they didn't really have a cover one package that they were going to dip into next week. If they do that, I hope we see Coleman more man situations and they give Kobe more of the yeah zone situations. Um So because again, like they just didn't, they did very little cover one this game. And when they did, they got, you know, he they got played,
1: burned. they played cover one robber once and I think they got away with it. But yeah, there's only so much, I think with any of the corners, I think there's only so much they can play really, although Woolen's probably the most, viable one-on-one dude right now uh it'll this... be interesting
2: once Artie is full go and sydney is full go you know what they finally mix and match yeah. guys i don't actually mm-hmm. think
1: i think i think both woolen and jackson have earned the right to start again but you're right yeah so this is cover six so it's literally like cover eight but the opposite so quarters to the strength then cover two on the back side here you can see so they go uh Griffin, how how before we preview the 49ers game, just real quick, how good was the pass rush? Watching back, I felt uh, Nuosu was way better than I thought on the broadcast. Uh, Maybe that's confirmation bias after he won NFC uh, Defensive Player of the Week, but he was so good uh, against the run and the pass. Had a better game than Taylor. Good in coverage as well. Um, Really just a, a very exciting first showing for him. He was helped also that he was playing on the right, which helps because... They weren't afraid to let the right defensive end take an inside move because they kind of wanted to flush Wilson to the left. Now I don't actually think a lot was made about Pete Carroll saying we don't want, we don't mind him moving to the left. I don't think I saw as much of like flushing him to the left as I expected. More just they'd rush off uh, Wilson's right, the defensive left more often, and drop Nwosu and and let Nwosu do inside moves. Whereas Taylor didn't. Get to do inside moves, but there wasn't like real design to do that, but anyway, yeah, Nuosu really impressive. And- he was,
2: I mean, he definitely outplayed Taylor, he had a he was just good all around player. Um, and then Taylor started to come alive a little bit toward the, the final stretch, but it, he wasn't able to impact the play because well, he did impact the play, like he flushed the quarterback out, um, but then he was getting held. But like getting held is a good thing, it means you're impacting the game if you're get called for it but so like the, you know they're the, gonna the get called for it and, and a couple of them were egregious my only thing with the holding is like i th- I think there were i counted four or five where it was callable you don't have to call them all like let them play but call one of them just so that the tackle cools their jets you over have to
1: it. yeah you have to establish, establish the precedent, precedent otherwise yeah. otherwise as a player you just do what you can get away you with just, you yeah. just
2: keep doing it which you know compete that's what's what right. i would do yeah uh but yeah, just call one of them. So that because I mean, yeah. one of them was insane, like absurd, like Fleming tackled mm-hmm. him. and then and then Bowles had some really obvious one where he hooked him on the inside move, and it's like, yeah, that's not blocking. Yeah. Um, that was awful. But, uh, but so, but Taylor was inches away of like he had a couple of splash plays where everyone goes, oh, Taylor would have had a Taylor had a great game if he comes down with those two. And
1: snaps. he he had some nice rushes around the arc, which like forced Wilson up like he was doing a good job on the left it's just rushing from the left they really wanted that guy to be the like pocket depth setter you know
2: yeah that's the other thing we have to remember is like they're rushing Russell Wilson so it's not a normal rush plan right they're 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 not rushing a guy who they know is going to stay in the pocket and try to continue to read things out like most would and then they can you know rush their angles accordingly right so like clint hurt said like you know we have to contain him a little bit we want to flush him we want to flush him but then we also want to contain him like not give certain rush lanes um i thought the interior group shell i mean they were sneaky like impactful like showing up like quentin jefferson had like three like side swipe into swim moves like just yep. kind of he showed at his best shelby harris um had some really good bull rushes he affected russ on one of his deep throws i think he even affected him on the one where affected him on a couple of them actually but then one of them one of the two that i'm thinking of was the one where Diggs dropped the interception i think that russ couldn't get his whole body into it the way he wanted to because his platform is being rushed into by shelby um so shelby was an impact player i mean he he's giving them what they need i think yeah big time guy um
1: the defensive line as well there was definitely a thing of Staying central, like trying to be Clint Hurt called it, the forest through the trees, like seeing that for Russ. Like they were trying to clog that middle up, like the passing lanes, uh, because obviously Russ can't see over them. Um that I think I saw that really going on. And yeah, obviously Shelby Harris was on the injury reports there of a back thing. And the, the play he got hurt on was the goal line stop. We haven't even talked about the goal line stops, but that that was just impressive football from people. But uh yeah, that Ty, have we done a, a bad job of explaining anything? Is there anything you want to know from the film?
2: Oh, right, C- Cody Barton. Cody Barton. We had a, and we had a, we had a question about Cody Barton. People wanted to know about Cody Barton. Cody was fine, so he wasn't actually challenged a lot. Like he kind of did his job, but then he made those impact plays, you know, on the screen, right, where he recognized it. Um, and made I mean, his
1: tackles. Didn't get. Didn't miss a tackle he didn't played, get lost he was good.
2: things right so like this the type of things where given enough chances his 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 process from the lions game and the cardinals game last year where he was really good is going to continue to project forward jordan brooks was a monster i mean in coverage he was doing absurd things on like he was covering a stick nod um didn't fall for it was able to stay in the hip pocket of the uh The tight end and then russ scrambles, so he has to cover him even longer he's covering him like 30 yards downfield they need another one an absurd play on judy that was the one where russ scrambles cody barton is a zone dropper so he's not man turning with the he's a curl he's not i don't think he's playing a vertical hook just a straight curl and cover two and that's the one where the receiver just like runs like a semi-circle like a half circle and just turns around and russ like spins in the pocket and hits him um so like that was pure scramble drill, but on that play, it's three by one, and if you know, and that's an important note because it's three by one, and they're giving Jordan Brooks all of number three, meaning you are closing off the middle of the field, and we're in cover six, I think, right? And that it was cover two. To, no, it was yeah, it was cover two to the weak side. So they're saying right, cover six, right? We're going to double the weak side corner, the the weak side receiver, because we don't want to give Russ a one-on-one look on the outside if it's a vertical. That means if we wanna remain in too high, you have to have someone closing up the middle of the field. That means we're asking our 245 pound linebacker to do it. And they're willing to do that when there's speed at three, not even a tight end, when there's Jerry Judy in there. He presses vertical, runs as fast as he can upfield. Jordan stays on top of him, but doesn't panic and overrun it because of potential inbreak. Sure enough, Judy drops his hips, Jordan drops his and then is able to collision with him a little bit and then stay under, stay on him and be able to undercut a potential dig route and then continues to cover him all the way until he gets to that same weak side safety when they get into the scramble drill. So he stayed on Jerry Judy for four and a half seconds. I timed it. Just an absurd play. And that's not just even though they gave up a completion outside of that, that means that gives them so much more flexibility in the 2 high world. You can, you can, when you have a mic that can cover, you can double who you want. You can distribute resources how you want. You're not just locked into having to have that weak safety poach yeah, uh, front side. So it just gives you more options and it's because yeah. Brooks is for my money elite. Well, it's
1: about eliminating explosive plays, right? Like you're not going to give up a big play if if that guy can do that (laughs) job because that's the hardest role in the defense, which generally the hardest role in the defense is the one which will lead to explosives.